Worship at Home. Sunday, the 3rd of March, 2024, the third Sunday of Lent. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I'll start my uh, short reflection this morning by admitting that I'm feeling a little bit nervous. We've had a big change in my parishes. Big, I recognise, people tell me there's been lots of changes since I arrived. Uh, I don't notice many of those because um, I've never experienced this place without me. But today there's been a change in service times and the type of service we're having for the first time in, well, as long as some people can remember. This morning, I am going to be doing family worship. It's not a communion service. Uh, It is a service of listening to a Bible story, of praying and of thinking about God's word and intended for all ages. So I looked at today's reading about Jesus tearing his way through the temple in Jerusalem and thought, ooh, eek, that's not a very easy one. Do I start talking about feelings, um, about Jesus' anger um, and and hitting that one head on? It's really, really important to recognise Jesus' righteous anger at this point in this reading. Um, Angry because the Gentiles were excluded from worshipping in the part of the temple where that's intended purpose was. He was angry at the corruption of the temple, the money-making Uh, that was happening in these sort of hackneyed gift shop stalls almost rather than actually a a God-centred place. So I thought about looking at the verse in that way, thinking about feelings. And then a verse really jumped out at me. It was verse 18. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? What sign can you show us for for tearing our place of worship apart? Now, remember, they were speaking to their own kind. 
uh, they were speaking to um, somebody who knew the temple who'd come in and caused this destruction. So imagine for a moment Jesus walking into one of our churches and starting to throw our things around, throwing our hymn books to the floor, the collection plate all over, going, you're not focused on God. It would be deeply, deeply shocking. But instead of, what I'm trying to say is that actually it would be good in the event of, of that imagining to just suddenly think, hang on, are we focused on God? Has he made a good point here? But that's not the reaction, perhaps because of shock, perhaps because they haven't had time to process what's happening. Their reaction isn't to wonder and think, oh gosh, he's got a point. The reaction of the people around in the temple is to say, what sign can you show us for doing this? They want to demand something from him rather than actually listen or feel ashamed at the very valid point that he's making. Well, what sign can Jesus show us? He had been offering signs all along the way by them. When we are, uh, he's gone to Jerusalem at this point. Uh, so he's in that later stage of his ministry. He has already been uh, showing people through practical means, through prayer, through teaching of God's word, God's love for people and who he was. But here he is being asked for a sign that he can do this. So today, as my congregation arrives, they are going to find signs around the church. They're signs you would recognise too because they're road signs. There's a stop sign, there's a, a bicycle lane sign, there's um, a road crossing sign, there's even uh, a, a little uh, traffic light system there. I'm doing that because I want people to think about the fact that we see signs all around us. When we go on our roads, uh, even when we are browsing online and this sort of thing, we're looking for labels, we're looking for things that we interpret and use all the time. They, it is actually a, a very common practice to us in our daily lives to look for signs and take notice of them or abide by them. So, do we do this with God's signs? Often, I think it's still the case that we miss them. Sometimes other poems people don't. I was speaking with somebody recently who was talking about seeing um, <clears throat> the heron land on the pond that's formed at the back of our um, at the back of our house, and that moment of magnificence where the beauty of the world uh, hit them uh, spiritually in their heart. There are moments of God's signs in nature that we suddenly see uh, actually the beauty and the work of God around us. There are other signs that sometimes people feel held and prayed for when they're going through difficulty. There are signs all around us all the time, both of God's love and um, of God's kingdom around us, if only we look and see them. So the signs I'm going to highlight this morning are first of all the stop sign. When do we see or feel 
God's presence with us saying, stop. It may be stop what you're doing. Stop going in that direction. Jesus comes to help us learn to live life in all its fullness. So as you hear these words, is God actually saying to you, stop doing that? That's actually uh, creating sadness or difficulty in your life that isn't life in all its fullness. Stop patterns of self-destruction. Another sign that I am going to highlight today is the pedestrian crossing or the zebra crossing sign. We all need moments in our life of knowing there is a safe crossing. There's uh, different crossings through the sea. I immediately think of, of God parting the Red Sea for the people of Israel to pass through safely. We sometimes need uh, direction from God and we pray for it but we also need God to make straight our paths and bracket our path um, just like the folding back of the sea the stopping of the traffic on either side so we can see that safe passage ahead if you're needing that for anything boldly ask God boldly pray that you will be given a safe passage a straight path that he will stop the traffic on either side of you and show you that path. Whether you are desperate for something to happen in your life, whether um, you need um, or are waiting for something, have that image in your head as you pray and ask God to give you that safe crossing to meet your needs but also with the humility to ask for strength and acceptance for whatever happens, because God knows your needs deeply. And the last sign that I'm going to highlight this morning is actually the bicycle sign, um, because I looked at it and thought, well, what does that mean in faith terms? And I just suddenly thought, on your bike, is the thing that sprung to me. And I took it as God's sign that I meant to highlight this one. In love, we sometimes need to let go. Like I said about that stop sign, sometimes we need to let go of habits that bind rather than uh, expand us. But sometimes we need to let go of relationships that are damaging us or to protect ourselves from them. Mentally say to someone uh, who is hurting you deeply, in love, on your bike, off you go. So whether it is uh, relationships or whether it is habits, uh, send some things on your bike as well. So let's this week look for God's love, uh, God's kingdom around us in all the signs we see, whether like I've just done, you're reinterpreting traffic signs or looking for signs of God's love in relationship, in nature, in rainbows or in the image of the cross. Amen. And so we pray. Lord, we pray this morning for those who are experiencing anger, especially those who are consumed by it negatively. Please release them from this that they may begin to live life in its fullness. We pray for those who are victims of another's anger. 
thanking you for the example of Jesus' righteous anger and indignation that actually saw and helped us know the needs of the hungry, the thirsty, the poor and the excluded. Amen. Lord, we pray with gratitude for the signs of your love, signs in our faith life and in our prayers, signs in our relationships and in our community, signs in all we see around us in your creation and in the created order. Amen. Lord, we boldly pray for peace, peace which the world cannot give. May we be renewed by your peace in our hearts, in our prayer, in our worship. As we pray especially for those whose lives are torn about by war and fear and things beyond their control, may they see in all of that horror still the signs of your kingdom and your love. Amen. And so, Lord, we pray for guidance, to notice those signs of call and direction, to see the road ahead, made clear and straight that we will walk with you in this and in all. Amen. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So I'm going to finish now with the prayer that I will be finishing my family worship with later. Be with us, Lord, as we go out into the world. May the lips that have sung your praises always speak the truth. May the ears which have heard your words listen only to what is good. And may our lives, as well as our worship, be always pleasing in your sight. For the glory of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcasts, you can get in touch uh, through the Spotify for Podcasters website or at revlucylearn at gmail.com. Goodbye.